welcome back, friends, to episode three of Beyond the Cover with me, Becky Kahn. This journey has been challenging and fun, you guys. Thank you for joining me in the chaos. I truly do not take it lightly because I know you have a choice of where you spend your time. And the mere fact that you are choosing to spend your time with me is an honor. And I promise to you that I will continue to spend time in, with the Lord um, in prayer before I ever record anything to share with you guys because I want to make sure that he is speaking to me and through me in this podcast because that's what it's all about. And I go to the Lord with an expectation that he will do that. So, um, okay, well, that's enough with the mushy stuff. So anyway, I hope that you are having a great day, whatever day it is that you're listening to this. I hope that it's been a great week. Um, I'm prayerful that your days have been blessed since the last time that we sat together. And you have to know that joy is a choice um, every single day. So I hope that you are choosing joy even in all the junk. So before we dive into our topic today, well, actually, it's kind of really diving into the topic, sort of, but I wanted to share a little something with you. Um, some of you know my friend, uh, Josh Me. Some of you are friends with him as well. Some of you know him through ministry outlets and different things in the community. And those of you that are listening and, and don't know him, you're going to get to know him just a little bit through what I want to share with you today. Um, he is a young dude with a young family. He has three sons. He's, I think, around 33 years old. He's a student pastor for Deer Park First Baptist, of course, in Deer Park. And he was recently diagnosed with colon cancer. Um, I think it was probably December-ish, maybe November, but I think it was December. In the midst of the trial, um, he is really, really choosing joy. He's choosing to sing the praises of the Lord, encouraging others in the middle of his own storm. And he's speaking life into his situations by, by speaking life into others. And I'm so encouraged by that. Um, over the past few days, um, and really, I guess, since this journey started for them, his wife, Lauren, has posted just kind of updates about what's going on and different ways that we can be praying. And um, he's also posted some things, not quite as often, but he has posted. And one of the things that he posted a few days ago, I know that he wouldn't mind me sharing just a little bit of, of that, um, of that post. I'm not going to read everything, but I just wanted to encourage you through the encouragement that this man of God has given to others in the midst of his trial. So in the beginning, he starts this post by asking all the questions that would be natural for someone to ask in the position that he is in. Questions like, why me? Why do I have cancer? Um, am I being punished? Is God mad at me? Is this an attack of the enemy? He goes on in that post to say that the reason that he has cancer is irrelevant. Like, it doesn't matter. What matters is the outcome. This happened so that God could work a mighty display of power in him. And that God could show his power through this trial. He has taken his pain as a platform for God. And I am just in awe of him. Um, a platform for God to display his power. He sees his pain as this platform and not as a punishment, which is incredible. He sees that God can't receive the praise without the pain. And Josh encourages those that are walking this journey alongside him. Just as Jesus saw the blind man in the book of John, he sees you. 
So Josh uses this platform of pain to encourage people that just like Jesus saw the blind man, Jesus sees you and he sees you in your situation. He sees your pain. He sees your problem and he loves you. John eight twelve, and this is something that, that Josh posted. He says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You guys, Josh follows Jesus. We know this because it's evident in the light that he spreads, in the words that he speaks, in the way that he lives his life. The other day, we gathered as a community of believers in prayer and petition for Josh. Um, we gathered at a, at a church, and, and it was beautiful because it didn't matter what church we went to, who our friends group were. None of, the, none of it mattered. We walked through those doors because we love Jesus and because we love Josh. And we gathered praising our Lord, interceding on behalf of this man of God because it's what we're supposed to do. We are called to love. We are called to intercede on behalf of those that, that can't do it themselves. And I know that Josh is standing there and he's got his hand raised and he's praising. And I know that Lauren's doing the same and their entire family is. We are their extended family and we are called to do this. It didn't matter what happened earlier in the day to us. Whenever we entered those doors, our focus was on the power of prayer and the ability of our God. We believe that God is still in the miracle business and he is the ultimate physician. And we know that this plan, his plan, God's plan, is so much greater than ours. So in the words of Josh, it doesn't matter why he has cancer. What matters is the outcome. And that outcome being that God receives the praise and the pain and receives all the glory. So I felt like this was a perfect intro, actually, into the topic of the day, which is the power of our words, you guys. Encourage and inspire. Set a fire in, and get it, encourage, inspire. Set a fire in your soul and in the soul of others with your words. And this is really the whole foundation of why I started this podcast, to encourage and inspire. Luke 6.45 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Wow. You can't, you can't give what you don't have, people. So if, you're, if your heart is not full of, of good, if it's not full of love, if it's not full of joy, you can't give those things. So what are you full of? <laughs> I kind of chuckle. What are you full of? Like, are you full of crap or are you full of Christ? Um, I feel like... <laughs> That might be a little bit harsh, but it's the truth. Like, what are you full of? You know how we go around and we tell people, oh, you're full of it. Well, what am I full of? Like, what am I spilling out onto others? I hope that it's Christ and not crap. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up. Our words indicate what is in our heart. Hate produces hate and love produces love. So what are you full of? Proverbs 8.21, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. You guys, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Like, literally, you can bring life to somebody or you can you can pierce them with a sword with your tongue. Like, it's serious. Your words have so much power. Pastor Robert Morris at, at Gateway Church, um, he put together uh, a sermon and it was... 
I don't remember how long ago this was or whatever, but I just remember one of the things because he was talking about the power of words. And I remember that he reminded his congregation that even God spoke things into life. And I heard another sermon by somebody else not long ago that was kind of saying the same thing, that God used his words to create life and he gave us the power to do the same thing. And that was just so encouraging to me because, yeah, like for real, God spoke and boom, there was the earth and then boom, there was the heavens and there was water and there's animals and there's all the things on and on and on. And we speak, right? And boom, there's encouragement bringing somebody out of the darkest pit that they've ever been in in their life. Or boom, there is a sword that pierces the heart of a child, of a friend, of a stranger, even sending them into a spiral of darkness with just a word. There's that much power in what comes out of our mouth. So what are you breathing? Are you breathing life? Are you breathing death with the words that you speak? I mean, really take a close look and ask yourself, what am I producing with what comes out of my mouth? Is it fruitful or is it destructive? And I'm not just talking about the words that you speak to others, you guys. I'm talking about the words that you speak about yourself. Trust me, I realize there is a fine line between confidence and arrogance, but I also know that there is a fine line, a really thin line between life and death. God don't make junk, my friend, and that goes for you too. You are not a mistake and you are not the mistake that you made because God knows that we all make mistakes. You are not a product of your circumstance. You are a product of a God that chose you for such a time as this. He chose you. So stop comparing yourself to others. Stop comparing yourself to your neighbor. You are not supposed to look like or talk like or act like your neighbor. You are created in the image and likeness of God. That is your compass. Not Instagram. My gosh, not Instagram, okay? Not Twitter. Not even TikTok. Although I did make a pretty killer TikTok video with some of my friends and my kids. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Why even said that? I don't know. But it was fun and it was funny and it was encouraging. And we were breathing life even in that moment to one another saying how great we were at dancing this little TikTok. Anyway, you know that so much that's on social media is not real, right? Like, it's not real, You can put filters on anything that you want to put filters on. You can give the highlights of your life knowing that what's behind you in that picture is a bunch of junk that nobody can see. Like, don't use social media outlets to compare yourself to and and ultimately define who you are or, or give yourself, I don't know, like, don't... Don't compare pictures, don't compare the stories, don't compare the things, because that's not your life to live. God gave you your life to live. So anyway, somebody need to hear that, I guess, because it's not really even what we're talking about necessarily, but the list can go on and on. Like you are not a a, a product of your environment. You produce the environment that you are in. So don't, don't fall to comparison. Don't start doubting yourself and who God created you to be. Speak life into yourself encourage yourself be who he created you to be okay so I guess somebody needed to hear that so the kids like my kids and the kids in student ministry as I've worked in student ministry over the years um 
are really, quite frankly, probably, well, I know not probably, they really are tired of hearing me say or asking them, is it positive and promoting? Like, I, I feel like maybe everybody in my life gets tired of me saying that because it's something that I say quite often because it's almost like a little barometer, right? But I mean it. Like, do you think before you speak, ask yourself if it's positive, will it promote what I am about? Like, does it promote what you are about? And if you're about Christ, if it's not positive, then I'm telling you that it's not what you're about. And um, will it promote those that are around me? Like, does it promote what I am forwarding? And does it promote what the people around me are forwarding or should be forwarding? And if it's not, if you can't answer yes to that, then you straight up need to zip it. Like, don't speak. (laughs) A few years ago, I actually did a sermon series called Zip It. And it was literally that, like, shut up. There was really, you know, the little emoji that has the little zipper mouth. Um, that's what we used to kind of promote this series, if you will, because that's the picture that I get. Like, sometimes I want to reach across to people around me and like zip their mouth for them. <laughs> that's so awful and sounds so judgmental, but it's the truth. And then sometimes I want to do it to myself. Like, as soon as it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, gosh, if I had a zipper, I would 100% be zipping that right now. And I do that. I catch myself, you know, I I was listening to somebody, sidebar here, but I was listening to somebody and they said that one of their friends is like so good at redirecting conversations, right? So you're in the, you're in a little circle of friends and people are talking trash or whatever, and we're going to get to gossip in a little bit, but they're talking trash or whatever about a certain person or or what have you. And that this, their friend, this person is so good when those things happen because they don't necessarily be like, okay, guys, we need to stop talking about this person or whatever. They just redirect the conversation by starting to say something positive about that person, something good about that person. And I thought, wow, I mean, because there's been times that I've been put in that situation. Don't get me wrong. Like there's been times that I've been the one that has started the, the gossip or the conversation. Like I, to try really hard and it's not part of who I am for sure but um it happens right so no judgment like I'm I'm not the judge doesn't but like there's been many times that I've been in a conversation that I've had to try to redirect and sometimes I'm way too direct with it and I really kind of hurt feelings which at the end of the day if if I'm if my heart's in the right place, I'm not so concerned about hurting feelings, but I don't want to cause my brother to stumble. So I have to be careful. Um, my brother or sister, I got you sister. Don't worry. I don't want to cause anybody to stumble. And so I have to be careful sometimes with that. So I thought that was really great. Like if you're in the midst of a conversation with people and you see that it's going in a direction about a certain person or a certain group of people or whatever that shouldn't start to say something positive about whatever that negativity, whatever negativity is being spoke, just start to say something positive about it. So anyway, all that to say that a few years ago, I had did this, this sermon series, Zip It, and we, um, we kind of honed in on this phrase, if it's not necessary to say, it's necessary not to say. And I don't really remember where that originally came from. I think that it may have come somewhere along the lines from Heather Smurl over at High Point. But I'm not certain if she made that up or if it came out of something that she read because Lord knows that she reads a million books. 
Um, but what, wherever it came from, it's something that I really grabbed a hold of and it's truly become a thread in my life. And I instilled it into my kids, like my, my own kids in my own home, but also into the youth group and like people around me. And it became almost a little, um, a little bit of a, a thermometer, if you will, uh, for our life. And we actually think about this before things come out of our mouth. Like, is it necessary to say whatever it is that I'm about to say? If I can answer yes to that, then okay, I can move forward. If I can't, then I zip it. Like, don't say it because it's not necessary. And if it's not necessary to say, then it's necessary not to say. So Ephesians 4, 29 through 32, I'm going to read this to you because it's important. It's foundational for what we're talking about. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful for building others according to their needs that benefit those who listen. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, Allow along with every form of malice. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. Get rid, like it's out of there, no more. Get, out, get rid of it. Take it out. All bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, and anything, anything that is a form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. You guys, in this passage, Paul warns us to zip our mouth. Don't speak unless it's positive and promoting. No gossip, no slander, no unwholesome talk, anything other than positive and promoting, is not of Jesus. Now listen, I'm not saying that you don't have hard conversations. Even hard conversations are promoting, okay? Because sometimes those hard conversations need to happen in order for you or whoever it is that you're talking to or whatever that outlet is to be able to be promoted to the next steps, the next levels that God has for them. I'm not saying that we don't do those things. I'm, I'm just saying that we do it out of love, out of the heart condition that we have. For out of our heart, what's in our heart, what's stored up in our heart will spill out of our mouth. So we have to make sure before whatever it is that we're saying, it comes from a place that Christ would ultimately have it come from. And if it's coming from a place of love and you can check that and it is necessary to say, then you move forward. Because listen, you guys, some people don't realize or don't accept I guess would be a good way to say it gossip is sin people true or false running your mouth about people is gossip if that person is not there to contribute to the conversation it's gossip and gossip destroys destroys you guys families and churches and companies and friendships it really is a root of evil it's a it's a it's an in it's a outlet it's a way for the enemy to get a foothold it is not a prayer request, people. Like, did you hear me? Don't use prayer requests as a, as a source of gossip in the church or in your friend groups or whatever that looks like for you, because that's not the place. Like, God knows where your heart is with it, and ultimately, he's the one that you have to answer to. So don't use that. You make sure that it's rooted from a place of love before anything is shared. And, and if it's something, if you're in a conversation with people and that person is not there to contribute to that conversation, then you don't you don't speak about it. Now I'm not saying that you can't say great things about people when they're not around. Like I'm not saying that I'm not saying that. You know 
what's gossip and what's not. So just stop. Like, who wants to throw the first stone, right? Take it back all the way to John 8 in our in our good old Bible, right? Let's take it back to the scripture. In John 8, when the Pharisees brought that woman that was caught in adultery, they made her stand there in front of the crowd. Like, I don't know if you get this picture. Like, these Pharisees bring this woman in. Everybody knows that she's been caught in adultery, like, which is a huge no-no then and even now. Right. And so she's standing before all of these people, including Jesus and the Pharisees like call out Jesus in, in a way. And, and they're like, OK, well, I mean, you basically know what she did. And they asked Jesus, what do you have, what do you have to say about this? Like she needs to be stoned. That's what the law of Moses says. Like that's the law. So what do you got to say about that? And as calm and collected as Jesus is, he tells them, let those that would be without sin throw the first stone. And of course, I'm paraphrasing here, but. Like he's telling people, hey, if you don't have any sin in your life, you pick up the first stone and you throw it at this woman. So would you be able, you, the one that's listening right now, would you be able to pick up that first stone? I know for sure I would not be able to. I know for sure I couldn't pick up the stone and throw it because I have sin. And he says, let those that are without sin throw the first stone. I wouldn't be able to do it. You wouldn't be able to do it. Those people that were standing around and looking at this woman with Jesus and the Pharisees there, they slowly started to walk away because of the conviction that they felt because they knew that they were not without sin until everybody was gone. And it was just Jesus and this woman left. Like that's what we do on a daily basis. Whenever we bring forth somebody, whether they're there or not, to, to pass judgment on them for what decisions they've made or something they've done or something they've said or something that's happened to them and the way they've reacted or whatever the case is. But we're standing there in the same boat. It may not be the same sin, but it's sin. Does anybody struggle with this or am I like just talking to myself here? I think that God knew that we would struggle with this as, as a people because he says a whole lot about it in the Bible. So, Go back up into Ephesians where he's talking about like you're grieving the Holy Spirit of God. Like when you do these things, you are grieving the Holy Spirit of God. So do you want to be grieving or pleasing to God with your attitude and your actions? We must get our words in agreement with God, people. Like if we are to point people to God and to be an example of Jesus, like we have to use our words, our actions, the way we live our life to do that. I know that it is the desire of your heart to please the Lord. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting here listening right now. You're not going to click on a Christian podcast that says to be positive and encouraging if you're not looking for some way to be positive and encouraging or get some encouragement, right? So like, I know that you wouldn't be listening to these things if you didn't have this desire in your heart. So how does it make you feel to know that you might be grieving the Holy Spirit with what's coming out of your mouth? Like, let's, let's take that out. Like, it breaks his heart when we're mean or hateful. Nobody wants that. We are designed and created to be for each other. So let's do that. When we constantly tear each other down, like as Christians or as fellow believers or whatever, your friends that are your, your friends, like if we're tearing each other down, like who can we really count on? Who can we count on to be uplifting and to promote us if we can't count on each other? So let's stop. Like, we all have a mouth motive, right? 
mouth motive. Like that's a retweet. There's a motive to, to what is coming out of our mouth. We often know how things come out, but we don't necessarily identify why they come out. And that's the mouth motive. Hurting people hurt people. So when people are saying things that are negative or, or discouraging or bringing death ultimately, like what's going on with them? Where is that coming from? Are they hurting? Is there something that, that we need to be doing to breathe life into them? Like how are we helping this situation? And if your neighbor can't count on you, who can they count on? Like my dog's barking right now, so sorry. Apparently they're not very happy with what's going on. <laughs> So James one twenty six, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not put a tight rein on their tongues, deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. You guys, whoa, hold up. Let me read that one more time because you might have been distracted by my dog barking. So I'm gonna read it one more time. James one twenty six. Go, you go look it up for yourself because this is the word of God, not the word of Becky. Right? Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves number one and their religion is worthless James 3 3 through 6 tells a little bit about how powerful the tongue is like I want you to go and look that that verse up like how powerful the tongue is it's the the bit it talks about the bit of a horse like how you control a horse and how it walks like or how you steer how it walks like it's all by the bit that's in his mouth it talks about the ships, like ships are huge. Think of sh huge ships that, um, and barges and, and boats, whatever, like they're controlled by this little tiny rudder that the pilot uses to steer what direction that it goes. And it, it's comparing these things to the tongue, which is a small body part of the whole body, right? But it is the, is the one thing, that one little small thing that, that steers the direction of your life ultimately. It can cause a fire by just a small spark, right? So our tongue, our mouth, our words are so important, so important. Like, yikes, a tiny little rudder that steers an entire ship, a tiny little mouth that steers an entire life. That is huge. Our words are a compass for our life. People will curse or bless their life or people's lives around them based on what comes out of their mouth. So be a blessing and not a curse. Like use your words as power to empower people, not to destroy them. You know, this reminds me of um, Shelly Childers. Like some of you know Shelly and, and some of you may not, but this, she was a tremendous woman whose life was cut way too short, but I, she was my seventh grade teacher and I'm telling you, she changed the course of my life just by her words. I was in a place that, um, I mean, I didn't grow up. I didn't have the easiest life. Uh, I didn't grow up. I did grow up clearly because I'm standing here is while well, I'm actually sitting here. You'd probably laugh if you saw where I was sitting, but anyway, I'm sitting here as a 38 year old woman, so I'm clearly grown up, but I did not grow up in a environment that was super um, positive, I guess you can say, promoting. Um, there was a lot of, there was a lot of things, and one day I'll share those stories with you, but um, I had, I had this woman, Shelly, in my life. She was my seventh grade teacher, and she saw something different in me. She saw that I did struggle a little. She saw that um, I, I struggled a lot with self-doubt and um, self-image. 
I struggled a ton with just trying to be somebody and being accepted because I needed that validation in my life. And um, I did pretty much whatever I needed to do to have that validation. And she saw that, like she saw that I would um, be a bit of a bully or I would, you know, try to be the cool kid by doing something stupid or I would, um, what, whatever. I mean, like the things that can be destructive to, to us and, and in our lives. And she noticed those things about me. And I remember her taking me aside one day, seventh grade, you guys. So I don't know. I was probably 12, I guess, 13. And she said, um, I see, I see something special in you. Like you are created for greatness and you have so much strength in you. And she told me that, you know, my, cause I'm a horrible speller. Thank God for spell check. But she told me, like, literally, she said, your ability to spell does not dictate or define or whatever the words that she used, your intelligence, like you are so smart and people will follow you. And I, I use this all the time now in speaking to people, but like people will follow you down the wrong path or the right path. And ultimately, that's your choice in the way that you go and how people will follow you. And I will never forget that conversation standing in Deer Park Junior High in the hallway, seventh grade hallway at the end of the hall, like her classroom was on the left hand side and she took me out and said those things. And I'm so blessed that I got to share with her what an impact she made on my life and how she really changed the direction of my life with that one conversation. You guys, that one conversation was so powerful. I'm not going to get emotional in this podcast. But it was so powerful and it, it's a constant reminder to me that I can, I can have those conversations. I can have those conversations that completely change the direction of someone's life. And you can have those conversations that completely change the direction of someone's life for better or for worse. Like it's, it's your choice because there's not a delete button on your mouth. There's not an undo button or an undo or a backspace or a highlight and delete remove like that's not on your mouth those words good or bad are etched in the heart of whoever it is that's receiving them you think about your words as like a tattoo on the heart of those that are around you it's easy to rem- it's it's easy to say the words but it's not easy to to remove them it's easy to put a tattoo on essentially right but it is not easy to remove them i mean it's on it it really is impossible at the end of the day like we can try to cover them up We can try to cover a tattoo up just like we can try to cover up what we have said to somebody by an I'm sorry or a take it back or whatever the case is, but it's ultimately still there. It's just covered up. We can, we can go and try to get a tattoo removed, right? With like all the laser technology that's out there now. But at the end of the day, there's scars left behind. And it's the same with our words. Like we can go and try to remove them, but there's scars left behind. And, and we have to, we have to, we have to take great responsibility in that. The same is so true for our words. Like, I don't have to speak life to get, no, wait, what am I trying to say? I don't, I don't have to speak life. I get to speak life. Like, this is something that, that God charges me to do and something that I get to do because of who I am in him, which is incredible. And Jeremy Foster, um, the other day I was listening to him and you guys, I'm still like a little emotional about the Shelley's children's story. So I'm all kinds of choked up a little bit, but I hope that that means something to somebody like, 
just going to go back to that for a second because take an opportunity. Like there's people that are within your reach that you feel the tug of the Lord to tell, to tell them something or to encourage them in something or whatever that looks like. Like take that opportunity. You don't, you don't know if you'll ever have that opportunity again. Like you don't know if God's going to open up that door again or your, your paths will cross again or whatever that looks like. I mean, it can be as simple as you feeling like you need to tell somebody that they're beautiful and just do it, you know, or you see somebody having a bad day and you just go in and kind of encourage them and say, Hey, it's going to get better. Or, I mean, it can be so simple or it can be so deep because you know exactly what's going on in their life. Like just take those opportunities because you really, you get to do that. And, um, and God will, God will honor you in that. So just do that. So the choice is ours. <clears throat> ultimately, um, Jeremy Foster was talking about how we can, um, we can listen to different people in our life. Are we listening to leaders or are we listening to losers? And I thought that was so powerful. Like, who are we listening to in our life? And who are we ultimately being? Are we being a leader? Or are we being a loser? Like, that's probably a hard question to ask, because it depends on the time of day and what day it is. But ultimately, I mean, I want to be a leader every single day and every moment of every day. And that's my, my goal. And I, and I strive to do that, but you know, I'm human. And so that doesn't happen. So it's a good way to kind of check myself. And I was like, okay, thanks, Jeremy. Not that we're friends, but we could be friends one day, maybe possibly, who knows? We'll, we'll see. But, um, are we being, are we being leaders? Or are we being losers? And are we listening to leaders or are we listening to losers in our life? So the choice is yours, my friend. Um, I know that we've talked talked a lot today and we've shared a lot today about, you know, how powerful our words are, but I just want to leave you with do don't don't wait to to do something. If God's leading you to do something and say something to somebody, don't wait because you never know if that opportunity is going to be there later. And do we want to breathe life or do we want to take it? Um because we have the power. Um and we need to use it wisely. So, um, I just encourage you that with that, my friends, and, and, um, remember that there is so much power in what comes out of your mouth, the power that can be destructive for you or the people around you, or it can bring life to you or the people around you. So thank you for your time today. You are worth it. Um, and so are the people around you. They're worth it because they're created by our Lord and Savior and because he says so. So remember that you are loved and thank you for going beyond the cover with Becky Kahn. Until next time, you guys. See you soon.